1: Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet.
0: Welcome back for another edition of Investor Stories. On this special segment, the experts describe the most important lesson that they've learned and how that has changed the way they invest. This is the special segment called Lessons Learned. On today's special segment, we have Aiden Senka of Felice's Ventures. Aiden, can you tell us a story highlighting a critical lesson that has changed the way you invest?
2: You know, one of the things that I have seen from companies that have succeeded versus companies that have not, honestly, the differences are very, very small and a very narrow, small group. And one of them is is the speed of iteration. So one of the main core value we have as a firm is learning and adapting rapidly. So one of the things that I've seen over and over again, and we make close to 300 investments, is that the companies that succeed, assuming that it's a good market and the product is truly differentiated, move really fast and iterate and improve their products at kind of world class level. If you know most people do it in a month, they will do it in a week. If people do it in a week, they will do it in a day. Yep. And if most people do it in a day, they will do it in hours. So we found that to be the most critical aspect. The second thing that I learned is just again, product and storytelling. Time and time again, if you were to summarize majority of the problems that a founder faces and as a consequence their investors face, is that if a founder is not able to tell a good story, then recruiting is very difficult for them, closing sales is very difficult for them, and then closing next rounds of financing is very difficult for them. Yep. And guess what the three main problems or risks <laughs> that a company faces? It's very simple they yep. run out of money, they can't raise money, they can't hire the right people, and they can't sell the product. Honestly, if they can do these three things it's almost impossible for them not to succeed. Yeah. So when you look for one factor, the one factor that can affect all these three things, time and time again I found it to be storytelling because when you look at some of the very best founders like they're charismatic but they can tell an amazing story, which means that they're going to hire the best people, they're going to close the best customers and the most critical ones and they usually and I'm not saying this is a guarantee, But they're going to have a much easier time in fundraising compared to many others. So we found that to be a very critical element that we religiously look for.
0: On today's special segment, we have Steve Glickman of Develop Advisors. Steve, can you tell us a story highlighting a critical lesson you've learned in your time working for the Economic Innovation Group and or Develop Advisors?
3: Sure. Sure. I think one of the more, more interesting stories is how ultimately the Opportunity Zones legislation got passed and how you find allies in strange places and you find, you know, interesting outcomes from, from some pretty tough events. So in August 2017, we were at a pretty critical juncture point in this program. At the time, Republicans were ginning up uh, their tax reform legislation and we saw that as an interesting vehicle for opportunity zones because it's very tough to get stuff passed. But it was tough to get it included because the whole gist of the tax reform bill was to simplify the tax code. And this was going to create a new complex program. And then, you know, in August were the the Charlottesville protests and the neo-Nazi march and the, the violence that occurred as a result of all of that. Um, obviously a, a pretty terrible event. In recent U.S. history, you know, President Trump, you know, responded to it by calling up Tim Scott, Senate Republican senator from South Carolina, uh, and now the only black Republican member of the Senate and also our chief champion of the Opportunity Zone legislation. He partnered with Cory Booker, now obviously a presidential candidate among the Democrats to run against Donald Trump, to do Opportunity Zones. And Donald Trump said, hey, I'm what are we going to do to prevent more of this you know violence and more of the breakdown we're seeing in communities not just what happened in charlottesville but what we saw in baltimore and st louis and it was it was a moment for tim scott to to get donald trump's attention on uh, the opportunities on legislation and he said well there's a lot of things you should do but one thing you should definitely do is support this bill and make sure it gets in this part of tax reform and i think like Donald Trump does in a lot of different circumstances the next day on Air Force One without vetting it with his staff, as far as we could tell. Someone asked him a question about whatever, and he said, I, I think he ignored the question, but said, you know what we should do? I'm I'm gonna endorse this opportunity zone legislation. We need to get it passed. And that public statement on Air Force One helped give it momentum to get in the tax reform bill, which wow. Tim Scott was a big champion of. And the result of this, this like, you know, small little part of that a thousand page tax code got passed into law as the only bipartisan piece really of the entire tax reform bill arguably the only bipartisan bill that was passed at all wow under donald trump and it it was because of these strange set of circumstances and strange bedfellows and i think the broader kind of story from all that is there are ideas that republicans and democrats can get behind together this legislation had a hundred co-sponsors about equally divided among Republicans and Democrats. And if you look at the presidential candidates, at least half of them on the Democratic side have publicly been connected with opportunity zones, governors and mayors, members of Congress who were co-sponsors, people like Senator Cory Booker and others. And so there is recognition that this is a problem we've all got to solve. And, you know, solving it through traditional, you know, sources and channels through the government or philanthropy isn't enough. But, you know, it's, it's hard to get there. There's a lot of things Policymakers will admit to privately that they won't do publicly. And this happened to slip through because, you know, we got a couple of lucky breaks along the way.
0: This episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Your startup is going to change the world, and the right corporate card will get you there even faster. The Brex corporate card for startups offers 10 to 20 times higher limits than traditional corporate cards automated expense tools, and huge rewards like four times points back on travel, three times back on restaurants, and two times back on recurring SaaS spend, and all with no personal guarantee. Sign up at Brex.com and get waived card fees for life with the code TFR. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Assure. For over three years, Newstack has been raising capital on a deal-by-deal basis, allowing individual investors to select each startup investment. Assure is the company behind the scenes that powers this process. When we have 10, 20, or 30 angels investing in a startup, we can't put all those folks directly on the startup's cap table. So those investors are rolled into a special purpose vehicle that occupies just one line item on the cap table. And Assure handles all ongoing fees, finances, and K-1s for us. We pay a one-time upfront fee and avoid all the required yearly admin filings and bills. If you run an angel group, Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to packwest.com to learn more. On today's special segment, we have Ash Rust of Sterling Road. Ash, can you tell us a story highlighting a critical lesson that has changed the way you invest?
1: Yeah, I had a company that I coached for over a year that had a a really incredible founding team. They were in an an unusual space, like one of these uh, hot growing markets, but not a very big market. When they came around to raise money, I introduced them to all my network and with a glowing reference. And one of the VCs that I worked with at the time uh, invested in them and then promptly told them not to take money from me. Uh, And the founder agreed with them. And so that was just a lesson in how much money changes relationships. Wow. And, how you know, even after all that time that I felt like i devoted to them and how close I felt the relationship was, I was obviously mistaken uh, because, you know, money and brand make a big difference in these kinds of situations. So that was a very hard lesson for me, but it's something that I remember very clearly.
0: How does it, you know, change your approach now, if at all? (sighs)
1: Well, you know, those kinds of situations where, you know, someone might ghost me for a few months and then try and raise money from me, even if they're a high quality founder, I probably wouldn't be interested in that situation is a good example. Because like, if there's an indication that the money is more important than the relationship, then I won't be that interested. Uh, When anyone articulates that clearly, then I I take that warning, basically.
0: What about the, you know, the referrals to larger investors in your network that you know, potentially could take the whole round.
1: So, you know, if people, I have no problem doing that, but if people behave badly or, you know, don't respect the relationship in some way, then obviously I, I just keep a record of that. I usually just have a simple sort of three strikes rule. If some, if I get multiple bad reports from founders about a particular investor I've referred, or if they behave badly or something like that, then, you know, or if, um, then yeah, just one or two of those times. And then it's, uh, I would probably won't be able to send them anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we we had a similar situation with a. We were leading the round for a startup, and uh, I made a bunch of introductions to help him fill out his first million dollar round. And two two of the introductions I made actually suggested to the founder that they take the entire round and that the founder shoved me out. <laughs> <laughs> now, fortunately, he didn't take them up on that offer. Thank goodness, but uh, yeah, those those people are no longer in my network. They don't they don't get referrals.
1: Yeah, it's uh, and I wonder. I, I mean, I I can't imagine you're the only person they've ever done that to. So I wonder how long those kinds of patterns of behavior can realistically last. Again, having lots of money under management makes a big difference, of course, yeah. because some people just need the capital. But you know, in venture capital, everybody talks so much that these stories just travel.
0: They do. They do. Money speaks. But I've heard from many other people since that happened, you know, I've heard mixed reviews on these firms,
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've always been surprised at how much reputation does and doesn't matter. I've seen it where a found I've told a founder that someone, uh, an investor I'm you know that they want to talk to that potentially take money from, uh, you know has been engaged in potentially criminal activity, and they're like, you know I, I just really need the cash. And then on the other side, I've had founders who were, I thought really needed money and I've tried to introduce them to a fund and they're like, you know what, I've heard bad things about these guys and I'd rather not take money than take money from them.
0: Mm-hmm. I wish there were more, you know, more founders that behaved like the latter.
1: Yes, indeed. I mean, of course, but again, we're biased, right? We're not in the thick of it with
0: yeah. with payroll
1: to make. <laughs> yeah,
0: good point. That will conclude this installment of Investor Stories. If you're enjoying the program and would like to see it continue, take a moment and leave a five-star review in iTunes. Also, if you'd like updates on new content from TFR, as well as the top 10 VC articles every week, go to fullratchet.net and sign up for the newsletter. Okay, that will wrap things up for today. Until next time, overprepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently.